Adrian Miller is a food writer, James Beard Award winner, attorney, and certified barbecue judge who lives in Denver, Colorado. He's the author of Soul Food, The Surprising Story of an American Cuisine, One Plate at a Time, The President's Kitchen Cabinet, The Story of the African Americans Who Have Fed Our First Families, and Black Smoke, African Americans and the United States of Barbecue. So welcome to Biscuits and Bach, Adrian. It's nice to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be with you. Well, so my first question is, what made you decide to write this book and focus on Black Barbecue? Well, it was really just um, taking closer note of kind of food media related to barbecue. And there were just few African-Americans who were being included in the storytelling. And that just does not square with my experience because African-Americans have a huge barbecue culture and have made significant contributions to American barbecue. So I was like, what's up with that? And I, I, I said, look, I need to write a book that's part celebration and restoration. So the celebration part is just to celebrate African-American barbecue culture. And the restoration part is to bring African-Americans back into the barbecue narrative. Tell us a little bit about sort of the history of African-Americans and barbecue. It really goes back to the very beginning of this American food tradition. Yeah. So uh, my argument is that barbecue, as we understand it um, in the U.S., starts in Virginia. And it's uh, based on Native American smoking techniques, which then later Europeans graft their own grilling traditions onto those to create this new form of intermediate cooking. And at first it's really enslaved Native Americans that are cooking this type of food. But then later as colonizing um, whites transition to African slavery, then enslaved Africans and then later enslaved African-Americans become the principal cooks for barbecue. And, and one of the reasons why this happens is because barbecue, like old school barbecue is labor intensive. And so uh, the racial etiquette of you know our country was if there's hard work to be done and you don't wanna compensate somebody for that work, you have African-Americans do it. So that's how they become associated with barbecue. So by the time you get to the mid 19th century, it's hard to imagine a barbecue happening without African-Americans involved in the cooking process. What are some of the unique um touches that African-Americans brought to what we consider to be our barbecue. The deft touch of seasoning, I think, is really important uh, contribution. Because if you look at uh, descriptions of early barbecue, there's a lot of complaints about it being too spicy. And to <laughs> me, that's an, that's an African signature, right? You know, the use of red, red pepper and, and other chilies um, in, that, in that standard barbecue sauce. Because the, the early sauce is vinegar-based, but then eventually it becomes vinegar with red pepper. You know, you have to understand that back then, anything spicy was considered low class because people were really enraptured with the French sensibility of cooking, right? Everything should have balance, subtlety. And so to take a bite of something and just have it sit in your mouth on fire, that just seemed really gauche. <laughs> you know, one of the things you say in the book is that over time, African-Americans were very successful as barbecue cooks, restaurateurs, and they've gone back into obscurity a little bit now. So can you talk a little bit about that? I think the important thing to understand is the shift that barbecue undergoes at the turn of the 20th century. It goes from being this mainly rural phenomenon to something that people started making in urban centers using artificial pits. And then instead of whole animal cooking, focusing on cuts of meat. So that revolution, that change in barbecue allows a lot more people to start um, barbecuing. It's a lot easier to cook uh, an animal cut up into parts than it is to cook the whole thing. And so there's this um, period of time where African-Americans are part of a thriving barbecue scene in, in most places. 
Um, but then when, by the time we get to the 1990s, um, the food media coverage starts to shift and barbecue starts to not be looked at as kind of this working class food, but more like a craft. And when it becomes a craft, it becomes cooler. So a lot of, um, a lot of people who may have gone into accounting or something else start getting into barbecuing. And then we got fine dining chefs getting into barbecuing. And unfortunately, because our food media has not been diverse, at the very time that people were getting more and more interested in barbecue, food media was presenting to them white people as experts. And so the storytelling just kept reinforcing that. And the exclusion of African-Americans means that by the time you get to the 2010s, uh, you know, you've got really popular barbecue programming on TV and also print magazines and other things where African-Americans are have a very minimal presence. Just one more question. Any um, black barbecue restaurants or entrepreneurs in the North and South Carolina area that you think we should be aware of? A place that I love is Grady's in Dudley, North Carolina. Uh, Which is you know, a crossroads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you got you have to be wanting to go there. Just incredible food, and then another place that I love is in uh, Durham. It's called the Backyard Barbecue Pit. Uh, unfortunately for your listeners, I, I can't remember uh, a next level place in the Charlotte area. I should, might get in trouble for saying this, but I'm pretty aware this is a barbecue desert for some reason. There are some newer restaurants in Charlotte, I should say, that are sort of picking up the mantle. But historically, it's not a barbecue city. So, ah, gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Adrian, uh, for talking to us about uh, barbecue and, and black barbecue and the history of African Americans with this great food. I really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on your show.